Welcome to the Moonlight of Emuna Parshas Kiseitze. This week's learning should be a schus for a full shleim for Chana Mashbas Vilcher Ratzmas Rochel Shmo Shnei Ozan Bei Chav Chava Menachem Morchem Ben Ofira Chai Bas Tova Frayim Ben Yafa Michaim Ben Saru Chava Peramakalei Bas Chana Serel Eli Lishmas Henya Bas Yichil Mechol. So the parsha opens. Parshas Kiseitze tells us, and as we often say here, we, we need to apply it to uh, everyday life. Every every word of Torah is relevant to every single Jew in every generation. So let's look at the first few psukim of the parsha. Kiseitze LeMachama Vecha. When you go out to war again. Your enemy, and Hashem, your God, will, will deliver them into your hands. And you'll capture, you'll capture a captive. For and you'll see amongst the captivity a woman who is beautiful. And you'll desire her. And you'll take her as a wife. And you'll bring her into your house. You'll shave her head. And let her nails grow. And you'll remove the garments of her captivity from upon her. And you'll sit her in your house. And you shall weep for her father and her mother for a full month. And then you will you will you will come close to her. And you'll live with her, and she'll be a wife for you. But it will be that you will not desire her. You'll send her out on her own. You cannot sell her for money. You can't enslave her because you've afflicted her. Right. So these few psukim that open up the parsha are talking about in the times of when the Jewish people were in control of Israel, when there was a base Hamikdash and Sanhedrin and the Melech would decide to have a war, and these, these were these certain captives that were here. But what does this have to do with us? Us living in 2022, us living in Tavshin Pei Beis, uh, coming up to Rosh Hashanah. What does this have to do with us? So the Kajetzer Magid has a beautiful idea how to read these pesukim. So he says. When you go out, you'll go out to war against your enemies, right? So what is this war? So he says that this is a remez to the war of Rosh Hashanah. This is the Muhammad of Rosh Hashanah, the war of us doing tshuva, the war of us trying to fix what we've done wrong for the past year. Uh, it's the it, we know the Rosh Hashanah is the Yom Hadin. It's the Yom Hadin, and we're going to war against the Yitzhara. We're going to the war against the Yitzhara and to the and to our actions that were not the way they should have been over this past year. And how do we how do we wage this war? What are our weapons? What's the way that what's our army? What's our weapons? It's tshuva, a tshuva. And the beginning of tshuva is that a person has to decide to decide that he wants to return to Hashem either because I'm afraid I have awe of Hashem, yira or ahava. But regardless of of which way a person's holding at, but a person decides to go to war by by accepting on himself that he's going to do tshuva. And what usually brings a person to the desire to do tshuva? That a person starts to realize that he's that, that, that he has an neshama inside of him. And he starts to feel compassion and mercy on that neshama. And he realizes that I want to take care of this neshama. And I have not been taking care of my neshama. I, I, it, it, my neshama is a chelik al-kamamal. It's a part of the divine from above. And it was originally comes from, we know that Chazal tell us that every neshama of a Jew comes from, it's it's it, it's cut from underneath the kisya, covered from Hashem's throne of glory, right? And it comes from that place. And it gets sent down into this world, into this deep pit of the body and materialism and, and physicality. And, and why does Hashem send us down here, right? If the, if the neshama was doing so well in Shemayim, why does Hashem down here, send us down here? Because we're supposed to come down into this world of physicality, of into this world of the body, and we're supposed to create, we're supposed to create a nachas ruach, a, a, a pleasant aroma for our Creator, for Hashem, by, by purifying physicality and... and, and 
and giving priority to the soul and letting the soul control the body to do the Ratzon Hashem, to do Hashem's will, to do what it is that Hashem wants us to do. But what happens, unfortunately, that a person gets caught up in the physical world, right? A person goes after his heart, his what his body wants. He doesn't listen to his neshama. He allows his body to be... To be uh, to be elevated over his over his neshama, and and he what what a person does really when a person sins is he he sins against his his neshama his own soul his soul is inside crying for him to live a life that's filled with spirituality and instead instead he subdues that he subdues the neshama and he gets caught up in the physicality and he, and and that and that's the cause of averus that's the cause of of us sinning. And so tshuva is really just trying to set things right again, the way it's supposed to be, where the neshama is calling the shots, instead of the body calling the shots, and using the body to serve the neshama. And of course, there are many physical things that are part of, of the physical world. By eating properly, by doing things according to halacha, we can enjoy the physical world in a spiritual way. And that's the way we're supposed to do it. But instead, we get confused, and we get sidetracked, and we get caught up in the physical world. And therefore, tshuva is this war that the Kajan Tamagi describes, Kisei is going to war is to reset the the equilibrium to put things back the way they're supposed to be where we where we do things from a neshama oriented uh, perspective and therefore the pasuk goes on to tell us what happened it says in the pasuk that he sees a beautiful woman uh, he takes a beautiful woman as a as a captive and he desires her rashi says on the word on the word rashi says even uh, if you look at rashi rashi says it's a, it's the second pasuk in the parsha pasuk yud aleph rashi says afilu ish even if she's married to another to another man Says the Kajan Magnet, that's Hashem. The Neshama is consi- it was like married to Hashem. It came from the throne of glory of Hashem. It was married to Hashem. And we've put it into 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 um, captivity. Yefas Tayer is so it's, if we read the words, it's Ashes is Hashem, something that was connected to Hashem. It's a Khilik al-Kamimal. Yefas Tayer that's beautiful because of its Kedusha. The Neshama is so beautiful when it when it when it comes down when it comes down to this world. And then, but it's it's Beshivya, right? For Isa Shivya, you see in captivity uh, the Ashes Yafas Tayer. The Ashes Yafas Tayer is the divine glory that's within each one of us, the Neshama, and it's in captivity in the body. It's captivity in the body. The Cheshaktaba, and he desires her, right, that this is after we've, we've messed up. The captivity is when we've let the Neshama become captive to our physical desires, to our to our materialism. That's the captivity. But then, the Cheshaktaba, that's when we, when somebody decides he wants to do Tshuva, that inspiration of Tshuva, that hearer of Tshuva, is that we realize we have Rachmanis on it. What happens when the, when this soldier sees this ca- this captive woman? He desires her. He wants to take her out of captivity. We we recognize the neshama. That's what begins our process of tshuva. We recognize the greatness and the kedusha, the beauty of the neshama, and we want to remove it from captivity. And what do we want to do? Velakachta velakachta You'll take you'll take her as a, as a wife. You want to bring the neshama back to that to that position of primacy. We want through tshuva. We want to t- we want to restore it not as a captive anymore, but as as the as the matron of the house of the of the one that's controlling w- the the decisions that we make. 
But the Torah goes on to tell us, in order to do that, you can't just, it's very nice to say that I want the Neshama to be restored and I want to take it as my wife. But the Torah tells us what you do. You bring it into your house. You, you, you cut off the hair of Asasitziparnah. And you, you cut off her hair, right? She has to shave her head. And we cut, we, we, we let the fingernails grow. Meaning that what do we have to do by with Tshuva? We have to start to recognize what part of the physical world is, is connected to my spiritual growth and connected to my spiritual goals and what part or not and I have to leave those other ones apart away those parts of my physical life that lead me away from spirituality I have to shave them off I have to shave the hair I, from those extra things those things those parts of my physical life that are not connected to spirituality the taivas that I give into right the the, the the external things that are not conducive to my growth, right? Hair and fingernails are specifically what the Torah identifies because those are things that are not integral to the human body. They can be cut off without pain. They can be they can be left to grow or cut off without pain. Those are the things we have to think about. What part of my physical and material life are really integral to my spiritual growth? Those I'm going to redirect and refocus on. Those parts that are external, that take me away, that, that, that are the hair and the nails, I need to disconnect from those things. I need to I need to recenter my, the way I interact with my physical life, and I need to cut away the taivas, and I need to cut away those things that 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 lead me away from Hashem and my relationship with Hashem. And then the pasuk goes on and says, "Ve'sira simla shivya me'alel." You take off the clothing of captivity. Ve'yashvah ve'secha. She sits in your house. Uvachsa es aviv es ima yerech yomim. She cries over her father and her mother for a month. That is chodesh el that we're in right now. I'm recording this on the eleventh day of Elul. There's a month, a full month. The Torah says that the neshama cries over the the eshes yifas tayer, which we're saying now is the neshama cries over her father and mother for a month. It's crying. It wants to get back to its father and mother. It's crying. We're crying over our averus. We're spending the, the, the month of El to cleanse ourselves of those averas, of the hair and the nails, and we're and we're and we're we're uh, we're crying over the fact that we've been separated from our father, Akadosh Baruch Hu, and our mother, which is Knesset Yisrael, without getting into the Kabbalistic elements of that. But we're we're crying an El that we miss we miss our father, Akadosh Baruch Hu, we miss our mother, Knesset Yisrael. We want to reconnect to those things. The Akri came to Then afterwards, he can live with her. After that, then we can live in Bishalom with with the with the uh with the neshama of a haisel chalisha, and then it'll really become our wife. It'll become in charge of the household. It'll be it'll be the 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 the, the center point of the house of our of the way we conduct our lives. Then the pasuk goes on to warn us. What if you won't like her? What if you won't he won't desire her afterwards? After this whole process, he does tshuva. He goes through the tshuva. Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur he has a tremendous elevation. But what happens very often? What happens after Yom Kippur? Unfortunately, very often we go back to we go back to our old ways. We go right back to the averus. Right. That is a, a, in a sense we're now again rejecting the neshama. You no longer desire it. Says 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 the pasuk. You have to set her free. You can't sell her as a slave, and you can't and you can't enslave her. Meaning, this neshama tastes during Roshanim Yom Kippur, tastes freedom, tastes what it's supposed to be like, tastes the ideal. It won't go back into captivity. It's it's going to refuse to go back into captivity. So if we if we do this process correctly, if we if we do really do tshuva during El and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, and we elevate our neshama to that to that position of prominence. 
sense that where it's supposed to be. When we're making our decisions on based on what the neshama is good for the neshama, it's not gonna. It doesn't want to go back into captivity. We have to be careful that when we do this tshuva now over over the period of El or Shani Yom Kippur, that we have to make sure it's a, sh- a tshuva that's going to sustain itself. That we have to make real changes in our lives so we don't let it just go back to its same position of uh, of captivity because the neshama is not going to be willing to go back into that. It's not. It's going to reject that. That going back into that into that uh, into that position that it was in before that we redeemed it from. It won't go back into slavery because, as the pasuk says, "Tachas Nisa, because you've afflicted it, you've afflicted it, you 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 you've sort of you've you've elevated it, and now you want to reject it again. So we have to be very careful. A person that's how the kashan zemagid ends off. He says a person has to be very careful that he takes on things that are going to have a lasting effect, a lasting effect that's going to allow the neshama to remain free even after the period of El and Roshaniyim Kippur. Our neshamas want to be free, want to be our wives, want to be restored to that position of glory, and they won't easily allow us to throw them back, but we have to do that in a way, we have to do the tshuva in a way, we have to fight this war in a way that leads to the ultimate relationship where we are, we are connected to the neshama and we, and we keep the neshama in that, in that place of prominence. And I'll just conclude with an idea from the Lubavitch Rebbe on this same Pusik. He says, he agree. he says like the Kajan Tamagid, that going against the war, to the war against the enemy is, this is the battles that we wage against our spiritual enemies, the physical desires of the body, and the selfish tendencies of the Nefesh Bahamas, the animal soul, which, which constantly challenge the way that we serve Hashem. So, but says, but says, but says the Rebbe, Says Lubavitch Rebbe, the goal is not here to destroy, to destroy the enemies, but to redirect them, like we've discussed many times in the past from the Piazzetz the Rebbe, that a person has to use the physical world, use his physical tendencies in order to serve Hashem. But that's also a war. Why? Because the body resists that. So he says, but you, we have to pay attention to a Pusik, and he highlights a different part of the Pusik than the Kajat Samagid highlighted. Says Lubavitch Rebbe, if we go to war, we start this battle, and we start the battle, and we try to redirect our physical desires, our taivas, and all of those extras, the hair and the nails that we described before. If we start to e- to enter into that war, and we say we're going to fight that war, we don't know how, how we're going whether we're going to succeed or not. We we don't know, but the pasuk tells us. The pasuk says it said going back to the first pasuk. He says If you make a serious attempt to go to war, you say I'm really going to try. But I don't know how successful I'll be. The Pusik is promising us, Hashem, your God, Hashem, your God will deliver your enemies into your hand. Hashem promises you, you do your part. You do a sincere, serious effort. You do the best you can. And not only will Hashem, Hashem, uh, um, allow you to conquer to, to to beat your enemies but Hashem will even will will, will take them captive will 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 bring the neshama back to you right by by redirecting in other words the way the, the Rebbe reads the Pasuk a little bit different than the Kajitamagit he says those enemies those things your physical desires that you thought were your enemies when you went out to war Hashem will make them your captives and will ultimately make them part of your they will become ultimately as we just explained the Eshes Yifaster becomes your wife by redirecting the you, those those taivas, those energies of the of the body, and those and and you, those inclinations of our selfishness, right? Those will be redirected to serving Hashem. You'll be able to take the the positive out of those things and use the things in the physical world to use them to serve Hashem. They will be taken captive by us, and Hashem is guaranteeing this to us. If you go out to war, 
Muhammad doesn't say you have to win the war. He says if you go out to war in a sincere, serious way, you take this war seriously, and you fight this war seriously, then Hashem will give you Vishavisa Shivya, and you will capture the captivity. You will be able to redirect all those physical things that used to knock you down, used to be your enemy, and used to knock you down, and you will ultimately be able to use those to serve Hashem. So with these two ideas, we can really see how to approach how to approach El and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that we really have this power. We need to show Hashem that we want to make a sincere effort, and we want an effort that lasts beyond beyond Yom Kippur, as the as the Kajas Amaga told us. And then and then as Lubavitcher Rebbe said we will, we, Hashem will guarantee us our success, we will see that with those things that used to knock us down, we will now be able to use in serving Hashem, and we'll be able to, to win the war, and to continue into Mitzrayim through this period of tshuva into next year, having having taken captives, and having turned, brought the Neshama back to its place of prominence with that I wish you all a good Shabbos and a successful war